December 20th, 2021. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. I'm Kevin. And I'm Don. And we're back again for the pre-game of Christmas, which is coming <laughs> up here on Saturday. Ugh. Got big plans, Danny? Did you get all your Christmas no. shopping done? I haven't, uh, listen, no. <laughs> you better get going. Come you know on. the answer. Going to go out you know, on Christmas you, Eve at midnight. I'm going to be calling you up. <laughs> be like, Kevin, I need to go to Super Kmart. Because <laughs> it'll be the only place open. Super Kmart. That was the bomb, man. People don't know. <laughs> now you can go to Walmart anywhere and it's open 24 hours and shit. But back in the day, that's all you could do. Super Kmart. That's all you Right. Do. We had to drive so far to get to it, too, because there was none around here. It was just always like, I know. got to go to Medina, whatever. You could listen to like a whole album on the way yeah. back. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then buy nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I bought my dad that wallet that one time we were there. You're like, you're buying your dad a wallet? I was like, I don't know what to get the guy. Like some golf balls or something. Or yeah. Or something, yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I understand. At least he got him something. That was nice. I mean, he ended up giving it back to me, so I got a wallet out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What got, about you? Do you I'm you got all your? Yeah, all that's done. I'm gonna do some running around. I'm waiting for one thing to come in the mail, but doesn't doesn't matter. I gotta like go out to Lori's and give the the boys their gifts, but I don't know. Like yeah. when I'm gonna get around to doing that may not be this week. I don't know. Right. It, it, I'm also a little bit concerned about COVID. I got the booster, but um, I know people with the booster that have it, that caught it anyway. Yeah. Um, and it was really mild, right? right. You know, like um, that, uh, well, I don't want to say her name, but um, somebody, you know, who. anyway, but anyhow, um, she, she got, well, you know who she is. So I'm just, I can't tell you, but um, she does massage. Do you know? Oh, okay. Massage? Okay. Gotcha. And, um, she, uh, she got it and, and it was very mild and it sounds like she probably caught that Omicron cause, yeah. um, all this they're saying it's like line up. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I, was gonna, I, was, I just saw a thing today. It said it's like 76% of the COVID cases now are in, in the States are Omicron. Yeah. I don't know how they're able to tell all that, but, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, from, I read a, uh, some studies on Omicron and, um, it, it looks like it is more uh, impactful in the nasal area, right? So it has like a 40-fold increase in the number of viral particles in your nose, right? So you get yeah. that runny nose going on. And you, you'll still get like, you know, because your body's fighting a, a thing, right? So you're still going to get all that junk. Like you're going to feel sore and you're going to feel... You're going to have hot and cold flashes and probably a headache and a fever. <laughs> Just depends, you know, how your body yeah. reacts to uh, a virus. But that's all your body doing that, you know what I mean, to fight it. That's not like the virus itself causing that, you know. So the virus is like in your nose and it can give you a sore throat. But apparently, based on current clinical research, uh, it is not as good at getting into the lung. Like it, <laughs> it has... Um, these three uh, mutations that scientists thought would make it more adept at getting into these cells, um, but it, it's it's not. And then when uh, when they do get into a cell, they, they do this cell fusion thing, and I don't really understand it. But reading um, the, the documentation on it, it's actually pretty poor at that as well in the lungs. 
So it sounds like it, it, it won't impact the lungs as badly. Now, you know, the thing to keep in mind is that if you're not vaccinated at all, um, you know, and you have a high viral load, Omicron will still kill you, right? It's right. killed like seven or eight people in the UK so far or something like that. I don't know how many in the United States. I don't, I don't think we know yet. It's too new. But, it'll, you know, if you're old or something, it's still going to fuck you up. It, it's just that it might be it might be uh, an easier time than Delta, that the jury's still out. But it does sound like, at least from firsthand knowledge of uh, two people I know that have apparently gotten it, is that it's uh, mostly just in the nose. It's pretty mild. And after a couple of days, they were fine. But they were vaccinated. So um, at least one was boosted. And I, you know, and I, and so I'm, a, I'm like, I don't, we've talked about this numerous times. I'm not going to go on about it. I don't want to be sick at all. So I'm going to do my best to just avoid going anywhere for a few weeks. Um, right. There's usually pretty shit anyway. We're in the holidays right now. I mean, I know Oz will go to a movie like every five minutes, but I could go with Oz somewhere because I know that dude's probably already got his fourth booster shot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. that's how that guy rolls. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go to the bar right now. Like, just forget it. I'm not. I mean, I was thinking about going to trivia tomorrow, but uh, nah. I just, right. I don't know. Larry still doesn't have it. You know what I mean? Some sort of super immunity or whatever. But um, yeah, d- doesn't have it. Black well, even e- if he caught it, he wouldn't know. Yeah, right. Because he's so messed up. And Black, you know? Blackie apparently doesn't have it, you know. Or, yeah. you know, these guys actually got the shots and they just don't want to admit it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's also their their attitude towards shit. You never know. Right. So, but, you know, both of them walk around, go to bars all the time. I do think, though, that, like, you know, it was interesting. Uh, what I found interesting recently was that I went and got my blood work done on Friday. Uh, I, I get blood work done every six months to check my levels and everything um just because i'm old let's just say it that way and i see a lot of doctors there's nothing wrong with me right now everything with me right now other than my brain being a little bit crazy um everything right now is good but anyway i went in and i got my results back and uh there's this thing called um the anion gap which measures your uh it's sort of like your blood acid your ketosis or something ketones mm-hmm. and um it was low, right? Which normally isn't, it's usually a sign of like um, dehydration or something. And my AZT was, I think it was high or something. Or no, my chloride was high. But it, in in the range of still okay on the chloride. But the but the anion gap was two points below normal. And um, I was a little worried about it at first. But then I kept reading about why the chloride was high and the thing was low and it was probably because I was dehydrated because the night before I went out drinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had starved myself because, you know, before taking the test, because it was a cholesterol test too. Right. So you can't eat. So I only had like some water uh, at some point, but you know, after a night of drinking, like one little eight ounce thing of water is going to do it, you know? So, so uh, anyway, my doctor could read all this and she did. And, and amazingly with all the, nonsense with cleveland clinic what a crack team over there i went in at like three o'clock got my blood drawn by like 10 o'clock that night i had the results in my app so i could see the results and before eight in the morning the next day my doctor had already looked at it and responded to me about the results crazy that was a friday uh so anyway 
what I think is kind of interesting about that, though, is that, uh, you know, because I was drinking and I was a little bit dehydrated, my blood chemistry was a little bit off. And I'm wondering, would that, would that be, would that cause havoc against a virus? Like, as if a virus is sort of tuned to your, you know, perfect body chemistry and stuff, and you're like constantly, like Larry and Blackie, um, hammered, right? Right. Does that mess the virus up so that it can't really do anything? I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But it, right. it's, it seems like there could be an interesting correlation there. Like maybe the virus isn't very effective uh, if you're drunk. <laughs> if you got a lot of – if you got alcohol for blood. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe it's doing something to it or something. I don't know. I mean, I also do think there's a little bit to the fact that like if you're drinking alcohol and you're breathing out alcohol – it might be causing a little bit of sterilization in the air, um, making it harder. Because I don't know too many people that have caught it from a bar. Almost everybody I know got it from a like a party or a wedding, church, or like from their work. kids. Yeah, but not too many people from work. But yeah, work is one I hear about. But most people, it's like kids. Most people, it's kids, right? Don Cease gets it from his kids. Andrea's got the kids. Um, Bailey's, I don't know if he got it from his mom or his kids, but you know, um, uh, I, I consider and think more, of course, my nurse friends got it because they're nurses, you know, and right. one works in the COVID ward directly. And then, <laughs> um, the other one, uh, was dealing with old people, but, um, yeah. So, you know, it, it, but I don't, it just doesn't seem like I, I've always been of the mind and, and this is before Omicron is the fact that like, if you just keep it moving, if you just don't hang in somebody's face for too long, uh, you know, you don't get a big load, you don't get a big dose, you're going to be okay, (laughs) you know? But if you're sitting there and some mouth breathers just like, in your face the whole time, you know, who knows what you're picking up? You know what I mean? You could walk out with leprosy. You don't know. So, you know, I've always been just like, just, I turn away from people and I just keep it moving and try not to worry about it. Anyway, um, so far so good, but I think this Omicron is a lot more contagious and uh, I don't know. I mean, the other thing is too, is they have, um, they have these new antiviral pills coming out yeah. and, uh, you'll be able to go, like, if you start getting symptoms, like you're like, Oh, I feel like I might have COVID, you know, and you go okay. in and get a test and they're like, yeah, you got COVID. You call your doctor, your doctor will get you uh, I don't know if it's a prescription, probably will be at first. Right. But uh, they'll get you these pills and then you take the pills and it will like make it so you don't get severe COVID. Yeah. And so um, you don't even have to go to the hospital or anything with that. So that's like a, a, another reassurance. I mean, again, with all these things, I mean, it also depends on just how healthy you are, you know, like take your vitamin D three and, and um, that's like the key thing. Like if you don't get vitamin D, Donnie, get some vitamin D in your life, man. Right. Uh, Cause you don't get enough sun for sure. Cause you're a night owl right. like me. Right. So you should just get a bottle of, there's chewables. Get some D3, man. D3. Right. Go I drink milk. It's not enough. If you're in Ohio, uh, it's not enough. You can't get it enough for food. I mean, when I, when I used to go to the doctor and I was trying to get it just from food, they would send me a prescription with 50,000 IU and they're like, take this once a week. And I was like, fuck man, you know, yeah. that's crazy. So now I take about, um, Take like seven thousand IU a week, and my norm my numbers are normal. Um, so 
Yeah. I know. You don't like to spend money on things, but you should get some vitamins, man. It'll keep you alive. Because that's like the main thing. Like doctors are always just like most of the people we have in the hospital in the ER that are sick are people with like their low vitamin D. And, and it's like that's like the real key thing to keep your ass out of the hospital. Hmm. So <clears throat> do that, everybody out there. Look it up if yeah. you don't believe me. If you, I'm not a doctor, but if you don't believe me, look it up. The correlation between vitamin D and COVID, you'll you'll learn something. Now, there's crazy people out there, too, that'll be like, you got to get 50,000 vitamin C in your diet. You know, don't, don't go in on all that. Read the science <laughs> on vitamin D. I mean, or just take a multivitamin, but get, get make sure you have enough vitamin D. Okay, anyway. I think, though, once we have the antivirals, things will probably tamp down a little bit because people have access to, you know, and, and let, let people yeah. will stop dying. Yeah. So that's that's the important thing. I don't know. So I saw Tom's band play at uh, Sly Fox. Yeah. They're pretty good. I mean, you yeah. know, I went up to Tom afterwards and I was just like, so you wrote all those songs, right? I mean, you just wrote it. <laughs> it's really your project. I mean, you know, he's got a bass player and a drummer and a singer. And I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, he doesn't necessarily write the lyrics, but right. I mean, he wrote the song, you know. He's like, well, you know, uh, Shaggy, which is the bass player, which is funny. Who uh, looks just like him. Right. Uh, wrote some chord progressions and stuff on these uh, two songs. You know, he put some stuff together in that. I'm like, all right, but, but basically it's just you. <laughs> you know? yeah i'm just saying like and he's just jamming up but i i do think it's probably the best project he's ever done because it's just like he's he's playing something that's listen you can listen to it and be like yeah. all right this is all right you know like i can i can i can you don't have to be in a mood for it right you're right it's it's a you know um yeah no it's a good thing i think he like could a- like they could go like they. I'm not saying they're going to be on MTV tomorrow or something, but they could go places with this a little bit. You know, they could tour around like this or something if they wanted to, because it's it's people can get into it enough. You know, right? Like the, well, that's like I was like I was telling you last or last week I think when you mentioned it. Yeah, and I said they're kind of like a heavy blues. Yeah, kind of jam stoner kind of weird sludge. I don't know, but it's 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 listenable. Yeah, you know? yeah, right, exactly. I mean, you know. They're in their fifties, you know. I I don't right. know. Shaggy guy might be seventy. I don't know. Who knows? Um, you know, almost fifty. Let's say I don't want to put people too old. Um, but you know, uh, it's it's pretty good. Tom's really talented. At the very least, this is a good exhibition for Tom. That somebody in another band, you know, that's like that that has made it might be like, why don't we ask that guy to join our band? Yeah, you know. And then people like you and me could be in the background being like, yeah, I don't know if you want to do that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's very sensitive. Yeah. He wants things his way. Um, but no, he, he uh, it's really good. Uh, Bessemer Saints. Uh, I picked, I got the CD. It was 10 bucks. Um, I think it's on Spotify. Yeah, probably. Um, I've heard it's online anyway. Yeah, it's somewhere. But uh, there's an instrumental that he does on that album, and it's really good. So if you don't like the singing part, listen to the instrumental. Bessemer Saints. Listen to Tom's band, everybody. I'd play yeah. it on here, and I probably could because I'm sure he's not going to, like, care. But I don't nobody. know. Yeah, nobody from there would sue you. Yeah, but it's who knows. With these with these things, he might get a label or something one day or something. Did they do the song about a steak? I don't know. I, I didn't really hear what they were singing about on any of the songs, you know. Uh, something about a steak. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was just, yeah, um, just, you know, Joe showed up 
he looked a little bit um he looked a little bit depleted. I think he's uh-uh. going I think he's going crazy. But um yeah. he at least came out and Larry was there and Amber was there and Mole showed up. Um he's all dumb. He's got like, you know, he's sitting at the barber, he's got his mask on, you know, yeah. not covering his mouth or anything, it's just under his chin. It's like yeah. what why even bother? I have it on though. Like that can't be comfortable. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just like you're not getting up and going anywhere. Just to take it off. Like how is that comfortable? Like what are you doing? It makes him look thinner. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's this fucking guy. I you know because it hides his second chin. It's just it's the mole. So um, yeah. anyway, no, that was it. Was all right. I left right after that. I had zero interest in watching the other bands. I was glad that the Bessemer Saints opened. Um, cause right. I just, I didn't, you know, Joe was like, these guys, these next guys are pretty good. And I'm like, oh yeah, well I'm going to go. And Joe's like, well, I'm going to go too. <laughs> right. Like, he always, I, yeah. If nobody's sticking around, he's out. Yeah. Well, I mean, Larry was there, but Larry, Larry, who, you know, just for the record, they are on Spotify for anybody out there who wants to go check out Packard's new band. Yeah. Bessemer Saints, B-E-S-S-E-M-E-R. Yeah. If you like that bluesy hard rock type of stuff, I'm not saying it's the next, uh, no, anything, but it's it it's listen toable if you like that kind of thing. You could see the guys that replaced me. Oh my god, so long ago, I did say to him. <laughs> though, I did say to Tom, I said, "This is probably the best project you've ever been in." So maybe that turn, yeah. turnbuckle band that you guys are in. Yeah. At. yeah. What did you like better? Did you like uh, adversary better or turnbuckle better? Is, you know, I sat and had a conversation with Adam like years ago about that. I was just like, "What did you like better?" And it was it was two completely different things because adversary was more fun because we were kids like in high school and just right. getting out of high school. Yeah. So it was just like we're rock stars, and then uh, but the music was you know was basic metal. You know, I mean it was Packard. He he wrote some good songs True. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Turnbuckle was more like technical. Like we were more seasoned i guess you would say or like you know what i mean we were better right. you were trying to write better music yeah yeah the lyrics maybe not but the the the, the, the music was you know more and it was it, i don't know it wasn't as fun for me i mean i was unless once i started wearing that wrestling mask on stage then it got a little crazy but <laughs> uh you know other than that, like opening up for sabotage and playing the rock hall and all that stuff that was all you know yeah turnbuckle stuff because we never did anything as adversary, because they never let us open for anybody, except right. for the mentors. Right. Well, maybe because you guys were too young, or they didn't think you were. Then we, well, then, then humble pie. We opened up for humble pie once, but that was just like, who? <laughs> they were like, what? Hostile Amish or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, no, I. Uh, I liked both. I liked the adversary because hey, I got a song and I have my name on. Um, right. But uh, I like Turnbuckle too. Um, it just never seemed like, uh, like, like I always thought you guys were really talented. It just never seemed like it, there was anywhere to go with it. Like right. you guys could keep making demos, you know, you could keep writing new songs. You keep playing the same, like five or six clubs. You, you know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. at some point has to be like, we got to take it to the next level. Like we got to get a, we got to get a label or something. You know what I mean? And it just kind of never yeah. seemed to go there. It was more they like. They were always. Yeah. There were always rumors about that stuff. Somebody 
Yeah. Warner Brothers called me, but I didn't know how to get a hold of you guys. And it's like, why is Warner Brothers calling you to get a hold of us? <laughs> yeah. So just weird stuff like that. We always, you know. I don't know but, too many bands of that time period that did have real albums. You know what I mean? Like right. a couple of glam bands, I think, never really amounted to anything. I mean, we all know the Mushroom Head story. Um, but like... uh other than the hardcore people, because they all got signed to like victory. Yeah. Well, that's different. You know, those are more independent and you're talking like major label. I mean, just major label in general. Like, I don't know anybody that got picked up by a major label. I mean, the closest thing we got from North Olmsted is Jerry Becker. True. Being in, being that in was, trained. That was almost like they were, they were trained before he joined. So it was yeah, like, he, he was kind of like their manager or something. And then the keyboardist left and he became the keyboardist or something. He kind of fell into that. <laughs> People always talk about Jerry. I was, I was say, hey, what about Sarah? I forget he's got a twin sister, right? Um, anyway. Uh, Does she? Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. That. <laughs> That's all right. I, I went to school with him. So, I mean, I was in elementary school with both. Yeah. Um, you know, so people, I, it's just like, I'm friends with Jerry. It's like, what about Sarah? Um, but anyway, uh, you know, she don't care. So we got some topics here that oh. uh, we're going to go through again. And um, these are from Kevin. He wrote into oblast at VGN.us and gave us some topics to talk about. We're going to talk about them today because I don't got too much else to talk about other than what we just <clears> did. <throat> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm winding down the console collection. I'll mention that real quick. I um done 360 videos so far. So I've almost got one for every day of the year. Um, I do have like 20 videos in my backlog, which means they've been recorded, but I haven't put them up yet because kind of space them out in a way. I don't want to have like a whole bunch of like those plug and play TV style games all in a row. It's kind of boring if I did that. So I kind of break it up into different like groups. And, um, but uh, I have some Japanese stuff um, that I still have to do. And then I'm going to probably start to um, th- that's going to be it in terms of like, cause there's a video that goes up once a day. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once that's hit, like then it'll, I'll still be buying consoles and everything as they come out. Um, or if I find one that's missing from my collection, but they will be more piecemeal. They won't come out every day, but I have enough currently that I think I'm going to get, probably to around April somewhere um, for a video a day. And then that'll probably start, then it'll start to get a little bit more um, piecemeal. It'll just depend on, you know, what comes out and what I can find. I mean, most of the systems that I need to find now are just, you know, I I mean, they're either really expensive or just outside of my comfort zone. And then there's things that like, I don't know, like for instance, in Brazil, there's this company called Tectoy, and they had a um, Sega Master System license and, and a Sega Genesis license, but a Sega Master System license from Sega, I guess. And they made a number of Sega Master Systems long after the Sega Master System was dead everywhere else. They were still selling them in Brazil. In fact, you can go on Tectoy's website, and if you happen to live in Brazil, because they won't sell it, send it anywhere else. You can order one and they'll send you, um, their, their, um, 
their latest master system, which is the only thing they sell. They don't sell the Genesis anymore, but they still sell the master system. So anyway, and a lot of these systems that they sold came with built-in games. So like you would buy it and it would come with like 150 built-in games. But what's interesting isn't so much the hardware um, because these are sort of unique in the sense that, you know, they're, they're, they're master systems, but they're actually running on emulation. So mm-hmm. they're not true master systems. So they're not really that interesting to me. But what, do, what does interest me is that they, Tectoy, uh, made a bunch of games for the master system that, you know, you don't get here. You know what I mean? Like you don't get on a cartridge or something in the United States or in Japan or something. These were Brazil made games. That might have been like clones of, you know, um, the more popular 16-bit era games or something like Street Fighter 2, for instance. They might have gotten that to work on the Master System. And so, somehow. So, there's a part of me that goes, "Eh, should I buy one of these things? (laughs) Uh, You know, like to add it to the collection because it has unique games on it. Because for me, that kind of matters. So, that those are the sorts of things where I'm kind of on the fence about. I'm a little wishy-washy with it. But I'm not one of those guys that, like, is just going to buy a system because, like, you know, there's these guys out there that buy, like, all the Game Boys. Like, there's a bazillion Game Boys. And and mm-hmm. they get, like, all, like, old ones, new ones, and, and different styled ones, and the black and whites. And the, and, it, and it's just, like, I, I mean, that's cool you're into that, but, meh. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know why. why. Like, ugh. I, I don't get that to me. I mean, no, I'm not knocking people what they do. I mean, I'm I'm doing it too, but it's just like I can't get into the Game Boy. I just think it's, yeah, especially like in the early ones, they're all black and white, hard to see, and have no lighting or anything. You gotta, yeah, you gotta hold it at the right angle. Right. Like, who wants that? I don't know. I mean, I think it's just these kids that grew up on them, and they're just like they're reliving their childhood or something. And I get it. Uh, but, I don't know. but that's the thing with the old systems or old games like that is because you, you're like, oh, my God, I remember playing like right now. I, I could say, dude, you know how many hours I spent playing Atari? Right. Right. right yeah. And you're like, I had so much fun as a kid playing Atari. And it's like, hey, man, I got an Atari right here hooked up. And you're like, let's play combat after you you wouldn't get through the first game. And you'd probably be like, yeah, you know what? done with this i don't want to like no i know he's been exposed to bet and there's lots of things you can play on the later systems now and there's lots of free games you can play and like most of those old games you can find for free better versions of them you know right so it's not really yeah it's not really worth it um no but i i I look at it more i've always been doing this more for a historical perspective i think it's kind of like you can emulate the games forever but the consoles there's not really a good way to emulate that hardware. You know what I mean? Like you, no. there, there are people that are doing it, but that's still not this, like the controllers aren't the same, you know, like you can play a 2600 game with a game pad, you know, and, uh, and, and do fine with it, but got to really experience playing like something like decathlon with those old Atari joysticks, like ripping the shit out of your hand, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's just, <clears throat> there's just something about that original gameplay that i don't know it's interesting anyway i'm gonna keep going on about it yeah just kind of wanted to put a pin on that so let's see um doomsday what is the most likely way to end civilization did we talk about this emp nukes ai super volcano danny what do you think i think we'll just do it to ourselves like war or something like people you know uh if you're talking like natural disaster probably floods 
I don't know. Noah? Like, no, I don't, I don't, doomsday. I don't know what's the best way to end the world. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and what kind of question is that? Like, Slightly hey, what's the best way? To, what, what's the best way to chop off your hand? I, yeah, I prefer not to. Uh, you know, so um, I don't I think, know. I think <clears throat> giant asteroids, so you can see it coming. I think, like, if you had nu- nuclear war, that would be the end of everything. I mean, like, so there's people that are like, we could survive in caves and blah, 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 in South America. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, realistically, like, people just start to starve to death pretty quickly, even if it was just a limited engagement. Um, you know, we've seen here with COVID where food starts to run a little bit low in grocery <laughs> stores because people are making a run on food. Uh, and a lot of the United States infrastructure – you know, is adaptable, but the train system that moves a lot of this stuff around is really limited. Yeah. Like if the rail line goes down, you know, beef and corn and things from one side of the country to the other side of the country would have to get loaded onto trucks, which is going to take a long fucking time. And yeah, like you could just have a real, real difficult time dealing with, you know, the infrastructure, just something like that, you know, and, um, uh, but if you wanted to end all of civilization, yeah, I mean, maybe the poison from the radioactivity or something would do it. I don't know. Or do worry about like the fact that we give, um, we give our leaders the, the ability to end civilization with nuclear yeah. weapons. Like I don't, I don't like nuclear weapons. I, I think we should get rid of them. I do understand the whole nuclear triad thing in in the sense of, you know, um, no one's going to attack us because they're afraid we'll nuke them. But, but it's like, they're outdated now, really. Like we have such advanced, precise, powerful, conventional weapons that we don't need like a doomsday machine, like a nuclear bomb. Like we just don't, we don't need to like fry a whole fucking city when we can like strategically fire missiles that go down like, air shafts and you know come out with a camera on it and blow a guy up like it's just crazy and we're getting to the point now with drones and you know probably more robotic shit than that we don't know about is probably out there already and uh it's probably just going to get more and more advanced and and to the point where like i mean a nuclear weapon is just stupid it's just you know it's just you're (laughs) you're just a murderer with that thing like it's not a weapon of war it's a it's a it's like a terrorist weapon or something yeah. so i don't know i don't know but anyway but, yeah or the computers there it's like i said or the computers will either like screw us somehow because like either they'll take over like ai or the whole system will just shut down and then everybody will be like what do we do and it just turned into like caveman times and people are just <laughs> you know I don't have a phone. How am I supposed to get a hold of someone? Like, ride a horse across country. Like, what? I think we could like get into a situation where um, society rejects computers at some point. Like something yeah. bad would have to happen first. And then you would end up with like a series of people that, you know, religious or something that decide that they're going to do away with technology and go back to a simpler time and, you know, reduce the use of, of machines in their lives, almost like the Amish, but maybe not that extreme. You'd still have a can opener that, you know, you could use. (laughs) You still have electricity. Right. Got a microwave or something, but 
um, forms of communication, let's say, would be would be stopped in order to simplify things. I think that could happen, um, but you would have to have something dramatic happen first, and I, and I I don't think we're there quite yet. Um, you know, the the thing is, is like computers have made our lives a, a lot easier, and right. there's a lot of good things about them. But I always come back to the thing: is like, has it made us any happier? Are we more happy? And that's debatable. Like it being having like watching movies because it's easier or getting music because it's, you know, you get the whole library there. All that stuff is great. But are you more cheerful? Is your day better? Are you feeling great about it? Like what has any of this done except maybe complicate things to the point where like you're not any happier. In fact, you're you may even be more miserable because there's more things to think about. I'm not sure what right. the answer is there. Now, some things, obviously, modern medicine gets better. Should It should be getting better anyway. And so, you know, we do reap a lot of rewards from technology that way. And, you know, food, chain, and business and things like that. These things are all important. But I just don't, I just don't know if, if these things have made us if if we're if we're happier now than we were before, I'm not saying we were happy before. I I'm just not sure if we're any happier with all this. It, it's um it's a real question that I often sit there and wonder because people bring that kind of shit up all the time too. Like you know we're the number one nation in the world and blah blah blah. And it's like yeah, but are we right. a happy nation? Is this a happy yeah. country? It seems like the people in Norway are pretty fucking happy a lot of times, you know? Or the people in Denmark, they're all riding bicycles. Hey, how you doing? You know, at least that's what you see on TV. I know it's probably not right. like that in real life, but um, there seems like there's places around the world where people are pretty cheery. It's not too many fucking cheery people around here. <laughs> Most people around here are pissed off and angry. So miserable. Terribly miserable. And, For no reason. And so it's like, yeah, you have all this. But you're fucking miserable. And and so I just, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. I don't want a dictatorship or anything stupid. I just don't know if this is the, like, if what we're, you know, because like, it's funny. Like, but if you watch, because I was talking about dictatorship. If you watch like anything about like North Korea, you know, and co- living yeah. under communism. Or if you even go back and watch like really old stuff from like the 80s or something or 70s. Where there was like, you know, people in the Soviet Union. Um, they all seem really happy all the time. I know not everybody yeah. was, but most of those people are just like, hello, oh, yeah, you know, we love it here. We're dancing and, you yeah. know, and, and yes, there's people starving in the North or something that we don't get to see on the camera, but it makes you wonder, like, if people have less, are they happier? Like, are the Amish happier than us? They might be. probably. Yeah, they might be. Cause they don't know. They don't know. Or, or they just. It, it, their lives aren't that complicated. Like you don't have to get up and worry. Like fuck, man, do I gonna pay my bills? Am I gonna make right. it? Am I gonna survive this week? Am I? Do I have the food that I need? Am I? You know, people are gonna think I'm a loser because I can't go to the movie tonight because I don't have <laughs> enough money. Uh, you know, and all these fucking things. Where if you're fucking Amish, you're just like, I've got food. You know, and if I don't, the the rest of the town's gonna help me. Um, what do I got to do today? You're, you're going to go help the guys build the barn. You're going to see all your friends and you're going to go over to the barn and you're just going to work on the barn at your own pace. There's no fucking shop guy going to be like, I ain't paying you if you don't move your ass. You know what I mean? Like, like the whole community gets the money. 
Yeah, I mean, you die of some stupid disease like the whooping cough. That sucks. But the rest of it, right. Like, you're just kind of, you know, you're going to church and then you're you're going to the hoedown after. I don't know. I It, it might be better. It might be. Like, it just, yeah. it, it might not seem like it is because you think of all the things you lose, but would you be happier? And, right. you, and you might be. You know, that's that's always something I just sit there and contemplate. I don't know where we got off on that, but sorry. Went yeah. from doomsday to me being like, "Are you happy?" Because because no computers leads to Amish. <laughs> it's true. Or, uh, yeah. The next question. The next question. It's funny. It just says. It just says for a topic. It says ant colony oh. warfare. <laughs> ant colony yeah. warfare, Donnie. Got anything, oh, yeah. got anything about that? Well, there's this one time in my backyard. I was uh, no, I got nothing. <laughs> what? Uh, I want the blue team to win. That's some funny shit. I don't got nothing for you on that. Some of those African ants are Did scary, though. The way they like cut through a whole forest and eat something in like five minutes. You're like, I hope those fuckers don't come to Ohio and shit. I'll be laying on yeah, their right. ass. Do ant colonies fight each other? Do they have like a, an Olympics or something, like an extracurricular, like <laughs> ant colony, like uh, farm building or something? They're like, who builds the better? Are they happy at the ant colony, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could do a documentary have like the narrator being like this is this is our main ant we're going to call him bill bill is minding his own business and then all of a sudden he gets his head bit off it's yeah. just like wait what's going on here right totally those, no, those there's no i don't i don't what i uh, will skip this one the theory of relativity no so, quantum mechanics no what caused the 2008 financial meltdown? Don, do you know what caused the 2008 financial meltdown? All right, sit back. You ready? Yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. So I'll tell listen. You, I, I can tell where, you. When briefly. was it? 2000, 2008. Yeah, it's the housing crisis. Yeah, yeah. I was married at that time. That's all. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what happened then. So, so what happened was is that a bunch of banks. We're making loans to people that couldn't pay back the loans. But that in and of itself isn't what caused the action. Well, it, it caused it, but it's not the, the entire story. The ba- banks, w- what they would do is that they will sell these loans and they take the loans. So let's say they take, I don't know how many it is. I, I'm not a, in this kind of line of work, but let's just say they take the loans and they bundle the right. loans together. They take a hundred loans. And they bundle them together and they sell that as a security. So they sell it on to, to like a security thing and the bank gets their money right away. Right. So they make all these loans then they put it into a package. They sell the package for a high price. That's sort of got guaranteed interest. Right. So like, let's say you're the bank, you sell a hundred loans at 5% APR. Right. And then you turn around and you sell it. Um, uh, as a security with a 3% APR. So the people that buy it are guaranteed a 3% return that, that technically on, on this money. So you make your 2% right off the bat, you get all your money and cool. these other people take the risk. So that's, that becomes this security and these securities sit out there, but these securities were poison and they were poisoned because the banks were just loaning money to people that weren't qualified and weren't going to be able to pay these things back. So they start people start to default 
on their mortgages. They're like, I can't pay this mortgage. I'm out. Right. So that security starts to um, lose its value because some of the mortgages inside of it are uh, shit. So what's supposed to happen is that the financial um, businesses, the banks mainly, have a sort of an insurance on these things. And, and it's a sort of a sneaky thing called a credit default swap. Oh. And these credit default swaps weren't really backed by any kind of money in the bank, right? Everything is loaned out. There's very little leverage left at the bank in terms of cash. So when these securities start coming due, the banks didn't have the money to you know, cover the costs of the securities. And some places like Lehman Brothers uh, completely went under, like went out of business, like, you know, and, and took because the Fed let them go out of business. But that was kind of a mistake because that led to like a bad reaction on Wall Street. Like the banks are melting down. People are going to make a run on cash. There's not enough cash in the banks because the banks don't have enough leverage which is, you know, liquid cash basically in the bank to um, deal with that kind of a run. And these banks are going to go under because they don't have any cash on hand. So the Fed had to step in, consolidated a couple of these banks with some extraordinary power. And um, uh, a lot of banks closed down, a lot of smaller banks closed down. And um, they, you know, Basically, uh, they don't print money, although that's what a lot of people think. It's not really printing money. It, it, what they do is is that they take these loans that are like short-term loans and turn them into long-term loans. And so, like, it's almost in a way like pushing it further down the field. But be because the interest rates, you know, are over time that are longer – it's, uh, it's easier to, to manage. And so that, you know, this gives them more capital to spend and they're able to then stabilize uh, the, the market. But just because the market was stabilized and the banks, the big bank survived, didn't mean that you at the end of the street that got the bad loan did. You lose your house. You know, you couldn't afford it to begin with. You're out on the street and you're, you're, you're broke. And so then you end up with too many bad mortgages and you have like too many um, people that like aren't, aren't, aren't making those payments anymore. And so then, you know, the people that build houses and all this sort of stuff, they're out of work because there's, there's too many houses available, you know? So then you have this sort of a recession kind of thing going on because not enough people are working. So it all had to kind of work its way out. And then eventually what happened was, is the fed passed some new rules, which makes it so the banks have to carry more liquid cash. So, they can't leverage themselves to the point where they don't have enough to back up their securities, et cetera. Um, and probably some other rules that were made to tighten things up. The problem is, is that because of the way the free market system works uh, and the way that banks control everything is that these regulations will probably quietly be removed over time to let the banks um, uh, uh, police themselves and we'll end up back in the same place before too long. There, that's all I got. Maybe you learned something. I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> so, Danny, if everybody's working from home, right? what should we do with the empty office and retail space of the future? Amazon's shipping everything out. No one goes to the store. People don't go in the office. What are we going to do with these skyscrapers and empty buildings? Tear them down and build forests. Woo! How about that? <laughs> a forest. I want, you know what I want? I want, I want, I want any old buildings that like aren't being used or like, you know, abandoned or whatever. I want them to still be stay. I want them up. I, want, I don't want them torn down. And I want it to look like uh, Logan's run when they come out of the, <laughs> when he comes out and everything's got like plants growing all over it and stuff. And that's, that and, 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 but you, but you got to be able to walk around it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, all the metal scrappers are going in and tear it to fucking rubble just to get the metal out of the fucking... Everything. No copper! <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think these things will work their way out. They'll all become something else. They'll just... Turn them into shelters. They'll just be, you know, the space will be easier to acquire. I mean, right now, you got to put people places. The population keeps going up. So they'll that's all turn it. into apartments and shit for a while. Yeah. So, like, make it for homeless people or make, like, shelters for animals. I also don't think, like, mail-ordered thing with Amazon is going to be forever. I think that um, they've got a kind of a thing right now because they don't have meaningful competition. But they will, or the government will, break them, break it up. Because that's how monopolies get formed, and they, they, will, break, they will break Amazon up. And that will impact pricing. So either they're going to have competition, which will impact their ability to be as big as they are, and thus they'll shrink, or the government will eventually break them up, increasing pricing and allowing brick and mortar stores to be more competitive. Uh, it's the problem right now. It's just that Amazon is too big and nobody wants to step in and, and break them up, even though they're obviously a monopoly. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, but I think that 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 will happen, and then we'll we will return to a point where you know we'll be going back to stores. There'll still be mail orders, so don't freak out. They'll be like, "No, I'm not getting shit in two days." You'll still get it, but you're gonna have more. You're gonna have more selection. That's what I was just gonna ask you. I was like, I was gonna bring like your point from earlier back into this one and say, "Do you think there will be a time in the future when people will be like?" sick ordered stuff over online why can't i just go somewhere and see the stuff so i can touch it and, and you know what i mean like so i can see that it fits right or that i see that it's the one that i want and stuff and then like in the future they'll be like we're grand opening this is called a store and then people will be like what that's from the past i think one think of the like, i think one of the problems that we have with modern stores modern retail stores is that when we when we were young, here we go, dude, we need like a little musical thing that we can play when we talk about back in the day. A little flute. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you went into a store like a Sears or something, they had the Sears catalog, right? But yeah. if you couldn't find what you were looking for, you could go to the, there was like a place in the back or something where you could order yeah. up something. You could be like, I want to get this Sanyo stereo system, et cetera, this one here in the catalog, blah, 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 this number. You know, give me a call when it's in and, and they would order it for you yeah. and it would take a long ass time, which would not be the same today, but yeah. back then it would, but you could get something that you wanted. It wasn't on the store shelf today. Not really. I know that there's probably mom and pop stores that can do that kind of thing for you for a fee, 
But if you go into Walmart, what they got is what they got. I mean, that's what you're buying. You can't go to that guy at the counter, that 17-year-old kid, and be like, yeah, I was thinking about buying like an Ankyo thing, you know, this was a, <laughs> you'd be like, I don't, know, I don't know what you do. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to get it. Yeah. And and I think that's part of the problem is that online you can find exactly what you're looking for and order it. Doesn't necessarily have to be Amazon, but you'll find it somewhere, right? From the manufacturer or whatever, and you'll be able to get it. But stores back then, like Sears, would repair sh- stuff too. So like if you got it from Sears and there was a problem, which back in those days it was more common to have a problem than it is today, because <laughs> things were made shoddily. Um, you could go in and they would they could fix it there for you, right? You know, the authorized repair center kind of thing. You've seen that before. <laughs> and so that whole thing with stores is gone because that wasn't where the money was. The money, you know, because of China selling everything cheap and all this sort of stuff is just to make like cheap shit and, and sell that. And don't, you know, what? don't worry about quality and all this. And people went in for it because... You can get a TV that's like 57 inches and shit, you know, and it's $500 and it used to be like, you know, $10,000 or something. So people are like, yeah, this is great, you know, yeah. but I think, it, you know, it's coming a price in the sense of um, it's all online now and Amazon controls everything. And I like Amazon. I don't have, I like what they do. I'm amazed there's not better competition for it. It's not, it doesn't seem that damn difficult, but it seems like none of these other places can really get get it together with what people want, which is fast shipping, you know? Yeah. It's like, um, I don't know, fast and free shipping kind of thing. Like Amazon just seems to have that figured out. But again, they're too big. They're just too big. Like they, they have a monopoly. You can't compete when they're this big with all this. Like they, they have their own delivery system and everything. It's, it's too much. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Like Walmart is everywhere. And I still can't order something up from Walmart and have it delivered same day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like why not? Like, you don't got to put it in the mail. Like, just tell yeah. Jimmy to get in his car and take that fucking boom box or whatever the fuck, I, you know, Bluetooth speaker, whatever it is I ordered. Drive yeah. it over to my house, you know? Yeah. Or have DoorDash come get it. Like, they're doing that with food. But you know what? Dude, if I go on to, like, the Walmart, because I got that Wal- My credit card gave me the Walmart grocery thing, Walmart Plus, right, for yeah. free. So I can order groceries from Walmart. But like if I go on there, even like, you know, without the holiday right now, I obviously it doesn't make a lot of sense. But if I, if I go on there like middle of January or something, like it'll take a week before I can get my groceries because all, all the time. Yeah. Because all the times are booked. They, they only book, they only book certain amount of time, certain amount of orders per day. And that's it. Why? Why? That makes yeah. no sense. Why would you do that? Like, there's plenty of drivers. I'm sure of that. So they just don't want to staff the people to go shopping in their store to to put that those orders together for you. They've got a limited number of ones they're going to do. And I just think to myself, that's dumb. Like, Amazon, they're not going to do that. They're not like, well, you can't get this today. We can yeah. get it in seven days because we only hired 15 people to put orders together today, right? So Walmart deserves right. to lose. They're they're stupid. They're just <laughs> they're the dumbest. They're so dumb. Like it's yeah. un, it's unbelievable. Anyway, yeah, get me all on a roll. God damn it! I was I was just asking a question, Not man. Oh, okay, good. Got nine <laughs> uh, next question is about weightlifting. 
Yeah, every day. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll let you ask it. No, it's just the topic. The topic of weightlifting. Uh, Donnie, <laughs> what are your feelings about weightlifting? <laughs> it's good for you. Um, I was just thinking about today. I, there was this... Uh, <clears throat> King Diamond uh, Welcome Home came on. Right? Yeah. And you, you, Kevin knows how. You know, with the drums yeah. and then. When I was working at Chi Chi's there towards the end of high school and stuff, uh, me and some of those guys, Gilly and, and, and Ashburns or whatever, um, we all decided we're like, you know what? We should start working out. And it's like, yeah, we should start working out. And, I, and we had a bench and we had some weights and we said, okay, we're going to meet here every day. You know, at the dude's apartment, and we're gonna and we're gonna lift weights. And it was like, yeah, cool. You know, it wasn't a lot of weights. It wasn't like we were trying to get huge. We were just trying to get in shape. You know, right. what I mean? just kind of like just do some. You know, and uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it when this song came on because I went, I walked in there, and I was like, "Are we doing this?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're doing this." And I was like, "All right, put this song on before I start." And it was King Diamonds them, and they said, and I remember sitting. <laughs> I'm on the bench with the bar, you know, above the, 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 the laying down and the, the bar above me and stuff. And I go, go ahead, press play, press play. And he presses play. And it's the very beginning where it's like, would you answer the door? Where she's talking to him and stuff like, you know, grandma's been far away. And I'm standing there holding this bar, just getting ready, just getting ready. And everybody's like, I could just see everybody standing, sitting there like, the fuck are we listening to? What What is this? You know? And then as soon as the drums kicked in, I just started going, yeah, and I just started pumping these weights. I don't know why. I, I It's funny that you say that because I was, I, I don't know. The song came out today and I was like, remember that time when you were over at Dude's house and you're like, put this King Diamond on and we're going to lift some weights. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's, that's, that's funny. But I've tried so many times. Like, like you know what I mean? Like growing up, it was always like, I got it. Oh my God. Because I wasn't, uh, I was never the fittest person around and i know everybody everybody nowadays is like oh he's a bone he's a rail he's he's skinny and stuff sure. I'm right there i right wasn't there. i wasn't always like that i was there was a there was a period where i was kind of plumpish and uh you, 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 you know sure. like i i had a bigger cup size than most of the boys in my class let's just put that that way sure and and uh and so there was always times where it was always like you know what i gotta work i'm gonna have to start working out like Mom got like a uh, one of those running machines. I was like, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna do all these exercises with this thing. I'm gonna do. Th I remember being a kid and being like, I gotta get healthier. So I'm, I, so I ate two apples in a row. I was like, if I just eat apples, it's good for me. And I was just like, what are you doing? I was all full on apple, and all the apples were gone. It was, it was, yeah. There's, there's been times, but it's never been successful for me. Yeah, I mean for weightlifting. I would do it off and on and I would get stronger. And, uh, I was always of the mind that like, if I just committed to it, I could get bigger. And so right. like I would, um, I took like a year and I went to the gym every single day for a year. There was one by my house and one day I would do weights and the next day I would do cardio. Mm. And, um, look, it, it makes you stronger, but genetically, I'm not designed to be a muscle guy. I'm just not like I can get a little bit, I can get pumped up, but I'm getting pumped up with what I already got. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not yeah. putting on, I'm not packing on muscle. It takes a long, right. long time 
to tear your muscles down and build up new muscle for it to even be anything remotely noticeable. And some guys have the genetics to do that. And I'm just not, I've seen my dad. I've seen (laughs) my other relatives. It's not happening, you know, but but it did make me stronger. The problem is, is that's like, if you don't keep doing it, you lose it all. Like it's, it's not forever. It's, you got to keep, it's a way of life. You can't stop. You've got to. And so I've always sat there and I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, what is going to motivate me to do this? Because it's fucking boring. And I don't really have any desire to actually do it. I'm doing it because it's healthy, but it sucks. It sucks. And and I don't want to do it. And I, you know what I mean? And and I don't really care to be a muscle guy or anything, but I do like the health aspects of it. So, you know, I eventually was just like after a year, I didn't have any kind of really noticeable gains other than again, I was definitely stronger, right? My heart rate was lower. I was certainly healthier, but what a pain in my fucking ass doing that every single day. (laughs) It just sucked. So I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk and, and get cardio from walking and um keep my heart that way but not try and like beef up all these muscles and stuff because what am i gonna i'm a computer programmer like what am i gonna do with that like i don't know you know what i mean like it's just silly it's silly now as i get older i think like i'd like to stay healthy into my old age and i don't want to lose too much muscle mass in general because that's when you start getting back and knee problems and all these other things so i might go to the gym and do kind of like what you were saying there in the beginning, you know, with, you know, you guys are just trying to get in shape. I might do some stuff just to keep my joints and my muscles, you know, tone. Yeah. Um, but not, I am in, I am not interested in trying to squat bench press or any of that right. shit. I mean, it's just not interested at all. <laughs> stupid. I just thought about gym class in high school. <laughs> we had weight training that one time. It was just, it was like you and me and like Bailey or something like that. And we were just in the corner and everybody else was like, come on. And they're all like, it was yeah. like all the jocks and stuff. And we were just like, so this, this weight's pretty heavy right here. Isn't it? <laughs> like, let's just get through it. This is so uh, dumb, man. I know. I know. This ain't our thing. Now I will say it wasn't weight training, but when I started working in the steel mill and started working for my brother more, Sure. I got in way better shape, but that's because I'm lifting block and I'm lifting all this heavy stuff all the time. So it was just like, I was just working and doing stuff and I going up and down steps. That was a big one. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of stairs in the steel mill and that's good for your cardio and for your, your, your strength and stuff. And it was just like, I started, I was doing that stuff so much that it was like, all of a sudden I was like, Hey, I'm pretty strong. Like, you know I mean? You couldn't really physically see it. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, like right. you said, I wasn't building huge muscles or nothing, but I was getting stronger. And now ever since I stopped doing that, I've just gotten weaker, but. Well, I mean, uh, it's like Don Cease is like, he's got the genetics to be a big guy. Like, you know, he's not that big because he thinks weightlifting is stupid too, but yeah. you know, he does a lot of physical labor in his life, but he's got like, he and I are like the same height and, and like, he's a bigger guy because he could just. You know, he genetically, his dad was a big dude. And like, you know, I'm certain Don can probably lift some weight that I cannot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, you know, he could maybe have rocked it in the gym. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, uh, 
I'm not like if you're into it, that's cool. Like if you if you can put the effort in and make that work for you and be healthy and everything. But the vast majority of people, I mean, if you look around, (laughs) go to your grocery (laughs) store, go to anywhere and just look around. There's there's not a lot of dudes that are like fit. You know what I mean? Like it's like like that kind of weightlifting fit. There's you'll see you'll see a couple here and there if you want to just zone in on those guys. But if you look at all men everywhere, like that weightlifting shit, it's just like a, it's almost like a scam because like, they're just trying to sell you like equipment and drinks and protein powders and pills and all this kind of shit. And the vast majority of people just, it doesn't, it doesn't do shit for, you know, you've got to have the genetics for it. You really do. I know, I know that you, I could (laughs) have. Worked my ass off on it, you know, for five more years, and I would have put on like an inch of extra muscle everywhere, and it wouldn't have got me laid or anything. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't yeah, have right. done anything for me, you know? And be like, well, you look good and you feel good and stuff, and it's like, yeah, I guess. But I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, but I like, but I worked like my ass off to get, you know what I mean, to get just this, yeah. and it's like, eh. And then if I like get sick or something, I pull my back out, it's all gonna go away. You know, or yeah. it's all going to metastasize in a fat or something. I don't yeah. know. That's probably the wrong word, metastasize. Turn into cancer. All right. What do we have here? <laughs> All right. That's an hour. So um, we still got oh. some more topics there. But if you'd like to add to the topic, so you'd like us to discuss anything, do write into oblast at vgn.us. And Don and I will uh, take it up on here and we'll talk about ant colony warfare, if that's what you're interested in. Yeah. Or uh, anything else. We got to come up. We got to get like a little. You got to get like some little musical toy or something done. So whenever we say like back in the day, right. you can do a little chimey thing because you used to have yeah. all those sound effects and things. You gotta, well, that was on the computer. Right? I got nothing here. <laughs> Just, like a, I don't know. Get like an electronic little toy or something. I don't know. Yeah. You got a guitar. Get the break the guitar out. Just be like, I'll just ding, 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 you know. Could the, could the kids play the drum? Some shit like that. All right, folks. We'll be back um, next week. We'll tell you how Christmas went and we'll prep for New Year's Eve. Although I ain't going anywhere. Yeah, no. Ain't catching on to this shit. Good night. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.